Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. We're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. We consider the research, talk to experts, and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. I'm Jennifer Owens. I write about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And most days, I'm joined by my co-host, Raquel Ellison. Today, we're back for a special series, talking to guests about the challenges facing the sandwich generation, meaning those of us juggling kids, parents, and careers all at the same time. Jeannie Pinder, thank you so much for sharing your sandwich expertise with us today. Thank you for inviting me. So Jeannie, you founded Clear Health Cost more than a decade ago. And for those who are new to your site, Clear Health Cost partners with news organizations to gather data on medical costs from providers and patients and government price lists. And the goal is not only to allow us non-medical types to see how procedures are priced, but also to compare prices. And I got to think there is not one listener here today who hasn't been shocked by something on a medical bill. So I'd love to dive right in and talk about the work that Clear Health Costs is doing and why. Great. So yeah, so we do this work not only on our home site, but also in partnership with other news organizations. We describe it as something like a mashup between the Kayak price search tool and the Waze traffic app. We collect pricing data by doing a survey of providers, doctors, hospitals, clinics, labs, on their cash or self-pay prices for common shoppable procedures, like four MRIs, um, four blood tests, a couple of ultrasounds, just generally things like that. Yeah, shoppable stuff. And we put that into a database, and then we use our interactive software on our home site or our partner's home sites to display that information in the searchable form and also make it easy for people to contribute their own prices. So if you were looking for an MRI price, you could go and search and you could find out that that MRI in your area could be $300 or $6,000. And then when you're done having your MRI, you could come back and share your information to help build our database. Interesting. So, you know, asking for a friend, I get it's time for a colonoscopy. So could I find like different prices for providers? And could I filter for, I don't have to drink that orange? (laughs) Just wondering. (laughs) You can definitely find colonoscopy prices. That's a really good question. That is one of the strangest data sets that we have ever seen. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) It is a very strange data set. It includes many, many multiple parts. So normally for that procedure, you have not only the doctor's services, you might have an anesthesiologist, a pathologist. You might have, um, we had one person had a tray fee. (laughs) Oh. And then there might be a facility fee, which if you like a, like a bottle opening fee when you're at a restaurant <laughs> where they'll they'll charge you for opening, you bring BYOB and then they'll tra- oh right, my, a tray right, fee. A tray Come fee. On. But yes, the colonoscopy is a very complicated procedure to price because there are all of these several moving That's parts. Right. I mean, I think of all the people in the room when when I've done it. I'm right. the friend, by the way. Okay. I'm revealing all. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. We do not allow you to filter by, do you have to drink the orange glop? Okay, so that, I'm just going to put that in your, you know, 
you're set for future iterations of the site. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds okay. good. Just, so then, so yes, because rarely does this, do these procedures stand alone? Or maybe they often do. Maybe an MRI is much more singular. So can you do something that has like three players in the room like that? Yeah, so we do. We have not only the price, but we also have a fat note section. So for an MRI, it might be you'll pay extra for a reading fee, an extra $150. Or sometimes the notes field for an MRI will say reading fee included. So we try to be as revealing as possible when we're doing this survey because we know that people just hate getting these surprise bills. We can't avert those surprise bills, but we do everything we possibly can to give you information and arm you on your way in. So, you know, so your background is journalism. And, you know, I, you know, these are the types of, this is journalism to the utmost max at clear health costs. But so here's the question, though, you know, where our job as journalists is to ask questions. But why is the question of what will this cost? Why is that so tough? to answer? Why is it hard for us to even ask? Well, it's often true. Somebody's making a lot of money off of keeping the secrets, right? Uh, yeah. Like if they can keep you in the dark, then they can, you know, charge more. They can scare you into wanting to buy more of that insurance stuff. The entire healthcare industry is postulated on extracting money from you. Oh, no. yeah. Well, I know. I mean, it's, yeah. you'd like to think of it as sort of people who are there to heal you, but we have to all stop thinking about it that way because it truly is a huge part of our economy and it does not exist solely to do good. We tend to give the healthcare industry a pass, acting like it's not really part of corporate America, but it is a huge part of corporate America. It is regulated, highly regulated, but ineffectively regulated in terms of pricing. And then you, you know, when you're in our family, like my husband often, he needs to go see a cardiologist. He has a long-term thing. And every time our heart sinks when it's time to do this again, because we feel uninformed about the number of tests they run on him. It just seems exorbitant. The price comes back to us. And we always get referred to this one particular specialty uh, cardiologist practice. And we think, we just always wonder if we're getting scammed. I mean, the word, that's a strong word, but mm-hmm. we, we feel unprotected right. in our or uninformed, I guess. You're not alone. And um, we usually tell people that if they have the chance to do it, the opportunity to do it, to actually ask how much is it going to cost on the way in. You could ask several different providers because we find that the prices really do vary a lot. Wow. That MRI price, $300 or $6,000. A simple blood test could be $19 or $522. And for, for most of us, we tend to think that the healthcare industry is there to heal us not to get its hand in our pocket. Well, that there's standardized pricing. Yeah, you'd you like know? to think that it's the prices right. are somehow regularized, but none of that is true. Well, and I think, you know, the um, the ads that GoodRx are doing, you know, their whole thing is to say, listen, you could be paying this much for a prescription here and that much for a prescription there. It's, it's like early on when um, 
Senator Bob Dole was talking about erectile dysfunction and kind of like opened it up as a conversation that we can talk about this. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel this is a like, wait, what do you mean that prescriptions cost something different right. here and there? And then you extrapolate that out for MRIs right. and colonoscopies. Mm-hmm. It's I it's just I had never thought that there'd be a difference, you know. Right. Yeah, most people don't. But once you start looking at your bills, and increasingly more and more of us are looking at our bills because our insurance tends to have a high deductible. Right. And for many of us, we go through the entire year not meeting our deductible and paying higher out-of-pocket prices rather than getting the negotiated price, which should be lower. Your insurance policy should give you the opportunity to have a lower price. But we're hearing increasingly that people who put away their insurance cards and pay cash can get a better price. So, for example, you might want to ask your husband when he goes in for that uh, specialized test, if he wants to ask how much would this be on cash, and he could ask that same question of a couple of other practices, I think you'd be really surprised. That's Well, so that's, those are, that's exactly where I wanted to go to next. It's like, what are the questions we should be asking? And, and what if we feel like it's rude? <laughs> you know, we're not accustomed to talking about price. We somehow feel like Libby Rosenthal, who uh, has written about this for the New York Times and now runs Kaiser Health News, talks about it like Voldemort, the, <laughs> speaking that. <laughs> price in the connection with <laughs> Oh, we're not allowed to say his name. Right. right got it. <laughs> right, right. But increasingly, I think people have to be comfortable with that and to get accustomed to saying, how much is this going to cost? How much would it cost me on cash? When you ask the doctor, the doctor is likely to say, well, we don't decide that. The insurance company decides that. The insurance company will say, well, we don't decide that. The doctor decides that. Yes. Yes. That's very common. But what we're hoping to do is to make it easy and comfortable for everybody to ask the question. And just to know that there is a, if you're going into a procedure and you can take two minutes and say, oh my goodness, there's a price differential, then at least I come in and a little informed to say, so how do you fit on this spectrum of prices? Right, right. There are a number of other things that we're sort of accustomed to. Like when you go in for a procedure, a lot of times they'll shove a stack of papers at you and say, sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here. Quite often, one of the things that's in that stack of papers is one sheet of paper that says, if my insurance company doesn't cover this, then I'm responsible for it. Right. And we're suggesting that people remove that or refuse to sign it or modify it, say that you'll pay up to the Medicare price, because we're all sitting ducks for this thing. Right. You have hospitals, for example, that will have pricing services where you can call in advance and say, how much is that MRI going to cost? We found those pricing services to be completely unreliable and there's no accountability. So the more of Oh, us, no. You know, so you've all gone to the trouble of asking, to, you've done your due diligence, yep. you've asked for the price ahead of time, yep. and then it wasn't that price? Yep. Oh, my. Uh-huh. And it's very hard to argue that. You know, we've, we've heard from people who say, well, I went to the pricing service, they said $200, what's this $3,000 bill doing? And conversation on the back end goes something like this. Well, they never should have told you that. And you're like, well, okay. Well, but they but, did and you are they. Right. And right. I am me. Right. <laughs> so we tell people to ask the questions in advance, take notes, take names, take numbers. Susie told me on September 1st 
that this was going to be $200 all in. What is this $3,000 bill? Well, and then because then there's also, uh, so in my previous life, I was helping to lead healthywomen.org. And one of our policy issues was regarding surprise medical billing Mm. in terms of providers who are outside your insurance network. Mm -hmm. You know, so it turns out the anesthesiologist wasn't in your your network. And so, and our chairwoman at the time always would tell the story that she had had a hysterectomy and they wanted to charge her for a pregnancy test. And she said, I know a lot about the stuff (laughs) and I knew to ask and say, what are the tests you're planning to do? I don't need that. Uh So what is happening with surprise medical billing? Because the Biden, I just saw, has a new rule proposed for 2022 to try to restrict it. It's just because the word surprise, it's a shock. (laughs) Right. Well, and, you know, these varying legislations have varying degrees of effectiveness. New York State has a reasonably effective one. Mm. But the argument over federal surprise billing regulations has been very complicated. And what happens ultimately, too, is that because the entire healthcare industry survives on this kind of gotcha billing, be it, be it surprise bills from outside of your network or inside mm-hmm. of your network, because if the legislation describes a surprise bill as only one that originates outside of your network, then that doesn't protect you from in-network bills, which can be equally shocking. But it's, it's also true that any of these legislative bills that we have seen, once they get put into effect, it seems to be true that the healthcare incumbents will find different ways of getting around them. One of the ways of getting around them is, for example, high deductibles. Those are Mm -hmm. not governed by any kind of legislation. Also, the rising practice of coinsurance. Yeah. Yeah, for many of us, once you meet your deductible, you're like, ooh, I'm home free. But then deep down someplace in your policy, it says, well, after you met your deductible, you're responsible for 30% or 20% or 50% of the price. So that coinsurance thing is in no way regulated by any of these surprise billing laws. It feels like in my work career and have having had employer-sponsored insurance for decades now that we are way more exposed than we were. But I'm also older and have more medical needs than I was, you know, when I was 22 and starting out. Is it a process of age or has insurance changed that we're way more financially exposed? You are way more exposed. Okay. It's, it's, the, it's not just me. No, huh? <laughs> it's rising deductibles rising premiums, rising coinsurance, every time you turn around. And we do often hear people who want to complain and blame the insurance industry for that, but everybody's culpable, all of the incumbents, hospitals, doctors, labs, clinics, for-profit hospitals, not-for-profit hospitals, pharmacy manufacturers, the pharmacy benefit manufacturers, the entire system is designed to perpetuate this, what we used to call one hand washing the other. And quite often people want to blame their insurance company because they may feel like their doctor is working in their best interest. The doctors are typically actually doing okay with the system also, and the hospitals. Interesting. So, and thus it comes back to, um, it's a bit of buyer beware or Mm -hmm. buyer be informed. Mm -hmm. And it's incumbent upon us to 
start thinking about the price aspect of this. And we should have been doing it long ago, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I hate to get into the business of victim blaming. I mean, you're being victimized by the healthcare industry. And it's normal for you to believe that your doctor is there to help you and heal you and not to get his hand in your pocket. I mean, that's a standard human response. Oh, he's going to lay his hands on me and make me well. Rather than having something lurking in the back of your mind about, you know, oh, he's, he's going to charge me extra for this test that I don't need, or the hospital that he works for is going to make him charge for this test. What's our leverage if once something lands on the bill, you know, uh, to be able to argue it off? It's, <laughs> Does that ever happen? It can be done. On our blog, we cover things, including how people have been able to get a better price, how people have been able to shop around. You can go to our blog and um, search for breast biopsy, and you'll find people who argued the price of their breast biopsy and saved thousands of dollars. We've also covered things like people arguing a bill after the fact. It's truly easier to get a lower price before, if you can. Right. But after the fact, we also have people who have made very compelling arguments, including one guy who argued and argued and argued over the phone. He didn't get anywhere until he went into the, the hospital billing office and sat down across from a billing supervisor and said, look, you know, my wife had this condition. She was misdiagnosed at this hospital. The whole sorry chain of events was what led to this 2000 plus bill don't you think you should take that away? And she did. So we do have on, on the blog advice about how to find out what stuff costs in advance, how to right. save money on prescriptions, how to argue over a bill, how to turn an insurance company's no into a yes. And then, you know, specific things about, you can type in breast biopsy, allergy testing, Viagra costs. We have mm -hmm. Viagra costs on the site. These are all in the form of blog posts, in addition to our interactive software with the pricing information. And when are we asking this question? Because when you think about it, you go for your annual checkup and you're kind of in it, I guess it's that moment, because you go in for your checkup, I'm thinking of like what, it, at, at Healthy Women, we would do a lot of scripts on them, like how mm -hmm. to talk to your doctor about mm -hmm. X or Y. So the script here is like when they're writing down the list of all the tests, mm -hmm. you know, I, we want you to go off to this other place and get all these tests done, or it's time for, it's kind of that moment you're leaving the office with the instructions uh -huh. <laughs> would be a good time to kind of do a little price checking. Right, right. And also... For your annual checkup, we find that there are a lot of people reporting back to us that they thought their annual checkup was supposed to be free, but they wound up getting charged for it. And yes. we're very interested in that topic because if you are told that it's going to be free and then it winds up being $700, you should be able to have some kind of recourse. So this is the point where, again, we would say, ask in advance take notes, take names, take numbers. Susie told me on September 1st that it was going to be free. What happened? And right. making sure that if you have the opportunity, like we're not suggesting that you price shop your emergency room visit after you get hit right. by a truck. Or, <laughs> like, hold on one moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But more, many more things than you would think are actually shoppable. 
the MRI, you can choose to have it at a self-standing radiology center rather than going to a hospital. Hospital is always more expensive. A cardiologist in a hospital will always be more expensive than somebody who practices in private practice or at a Mm -hmm. heart center that's not affiliated with a hospital. Medications are actually easier to shop than procedures. You mentioned GoodRx. They are a tool. There are other tools out there, too. We have heard that as transparent as GoodRx looks, sometimes coupons are rejected. And Mm. also, you have to think that somewhere along the way, GoodRx needs to be making money. So so if you ask for a cash price at one of the stores that is listed in GoodRx, and then you take a coupon for GoodRx, you might get a lower price by asking for a cash. Right. This asking for the cash price is like one of those um, like uh, solutions that hide in plain sight. It's just a simple it's, question. Just yeah. tell me what that number is. Right. And I tell you, so 18 years ago, since my daughter is 18, I got the bill back for my first baby. And they came back and they had charged me a bunch of stuff. And this is, so we're 18 years ago. And I had questioned something and they said, oh, that's the insurance price. And Mm -hmm. that's not, and and the, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will tell you, dear listener, it was something like $2,500 less for the cash price on that. That was my first experience with that thinking, wait, why is there a different price list? For, I, I didn't get it. I'm like, well, I guess because you're charging the insur- insurance company more. I, I had no idea. So I've seen it in action. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And you'll see it more and more. And everybody who's listening now that you know that that exists, you should be looking for it too. And you will find it in unexpected places, which does lead to this sort of very large question of if I'm paying high insurance premiums, and they're giving me access to higher prices and not lower prices. What's wrong with this picture? Right. Why would there be two prices? Why, you know, people aren't in love with their insurance companies, you know, but why would the insurance company be paying five times? I don't, you know, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. And like none of it seems right. And that seems ridiculous. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And I think. Or outrageous, well, amen. perhaps outrageous. For, for price transparency. <laughs> I love it. I'm all for it. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much for joining us on The Breadwinners. I encourage you to email us anytime at thebreadwinnerspod at gmail.com or visit us at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. Please remember to subscribe and to rate and review us. It really helps us grow. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.